Oh, hello. On this Monday morning, did everyone have a good weekend? Yeah, it was fantastic. It what was about hot, you? It was hot, wasn't it? Yeah, had a good weekend. Um, yeah. Worked hard, sat down, did zero yesterday. Well, there's a big rumour, Loz, that he over-raced a little bit. Might have, might wasn't have, even uh, that bad, but I just can't handle it anymore. At the 21st, no less. <laughs> 21st yeah. and the 52nd. Yeah. Still hanging around with the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, today, Kevin Bloody Wilson. Would you hey. believe it? He's coming to town. Come oh, on. We're going to talk to him. Oh, uh, Early, before yeah. the kids get in the cars. Uh, and our boss, I'm not sure about this fellow, Matt O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, he's our special reporter on Married at First Sight. He's going to yeah. come on and tell us how <laughs> This is the man who, who pays us and makes decisions Why about we look the up destiny of this station. He's obsessed with maths. Uh, Rumour mill. Yeah, big show this morning. Stay with us. It's Rude. It's and Loz for your Monday morning on Triple M. Kevin Bloody Wilson has been performing his unique blend of Australian music around the country for over 40 years. You might remember Kev from such songs as We called him Old Roy. This song has been redacted by legal. <laughs> or this song. Now you can't say- this song has also been redacted by legal. <laughs> or who could forget this Kev classic? An absolute- there is no way legal is letting this song on. Please welcome to Triple M Breakfast. Kevin Bloody Wilson. Yes, indeed, a man we all love, but we never play on Triple M. No, we can't. Good morning, Kev. How's going? <laughs> yeah, oh. Good. <laughs> good. Hey, can I just quickly throw in an anecdote here before we start? Recently, we unfortunately went to Rue's dad's funeral a couple of months ago. But Loz, you'll vouch for this. Rue, you weren't in the car with us. We played Kevin Bloody Wilson all the way there, didn't yeah, we? And it got us all in a great mood. So, day, yeah. so Kevin, you you uh, helped us emotionally. I can tell you. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Thank you. It's. Uh... Yeah, humor's a great thing, isn't it? It certainly is a, a, a pick-me-up, and I hear that a, a lot, particularly from our servicemen that are spending a lot of yeah. time away from home. And Yeah, yeah, but thanks for noting that. You taught my kids how to swear too, Kev. They <laughs> love the Dilly Gaff song. They're only seven and ten, and they say the F-bomb right real loud at the end of Dilly Gaff. They love it. Um, and drive, driving yeah. underage footy games up in the Riverland, uh, I recited every word of... Uh, uh, of every song, uh, Santa Claus and Mick, my mate, the Master <laughs> Father, all of those classics. <laughs> oh, good on you guys! I'm, again, I'm just glad that people enjoy it. I, I never expected this to happen. It was just something, uh, you know. I was writing bawdy verse for my mates about my mates in my hometown of Caldwell, and, and it just took took off. And 18 months later, after my very first album, I, I found myself sitting at the London Palladium on stage doing a concert. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Now, everyone loves Santa Claus. That song is an absolute ripper. It's an Aussie icon. But I also like the song about Canada, touring in Canada. Mm. Now, we can't really say that here right now. But is it a true story? I've You know, I've heard you talk about you're on stage and the police arrive and you're not allowed to swear in Canada. Is that – tell us the story. Uh, the story is um, – uh, we're about to go to Canada, and uh, we we got a call from the uh, promoters. Uh, this is my management; it wasn't me. And they they just said, "Oh, we uh, were aware of uh, Kev's uh, uh, songs, but uh, <laughs> there, there, there's a particular word that you can't use in Canada." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that that was enough to trigger the song, and I'm yeah. a bit <laughs> playing in Toronto and I was going to do the song somewhere during the show just to see how it sat. I don't know what happened between backstage and centre stage. I changed my mind and said, stuff it, I'll do it first off and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happened? 1,500 Canadians punching holes in the air wanting to hear the song again. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uh. mum's Canadian and it's 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 one of her favourites. So, I, you know, I don't know who told you you can't say that word there, but... Uh, Certainly not the case. <laughs> now, you mentioned Kalgoorlie. Am I right in saying, did you start out in radio? 
Uh, I did radio uh, early, but I was uh, I was teaching guitar with the education department as well, uh, and uh, I was also playing in a band four nights a week. So I was a pretty happy little chappy. I was I was just pursuing uh, music or and my hobbies uh, for a living. So yeah, I did. I did uh, commercial radio for nine years, and then wow. and then uh, I got offered the job doing drive time. Uh, with the ABC there. <laughs> wow. On the ABC? <laughs> Getting bloody you are, you are not very ABC. <laughs> uh, but I was one of the few people in the area that could actually read. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the job. <laughs> hey, how, 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 how have you adapted to society changes along the way, Kev, or don't you adapt? How do, how, do you, how do you get away with or you know your style of comedy in 2024? I've, I've never worried about all this woke wank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. It's only 3 or 4% of the population that are making all the noise. You know, it's the old adage, the empty vessels make the most sound. And I've, I've heard people whinge about it from day one, and I'm now in my 40th year. Yeah. Of, so I just ignore them. My, uh, I guess my mantra is the word dilligat. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yep. you That's don't right. give us stuff. <laughs> hey, uh, what about hecklers at your show? Are you, are you just waiting for one just so you can give them both barrels? I mean, are you excited to get at those? No, I, I have an expression that usually gets rid of them. It's f- off. <laughs> 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 40 years of Kevin Bloody Wilson uh, right through South Australia. Port Pirry, he's going to Wallaroo, Elizabeth, Norlunga, Wyala, Port Lincoln, Port Augusta, Fullerton at the Arkabar, the Bridgeway, uh, Goolwa Murray Bridge, Water Tour, Holy the dolly. World Tour of South Australia. Kevin Bloody Wilson, thanks for joining us. Dick Floss, Ruth, thanks, guys. It's, uh, it's been a joy. That was a very funny, funny radio time. Thank yeah. you so I'll see you at the Arkabar or the uh, Bridgeway. Yeah, Kev, definitely. looking forward to it. On Triple M Breakfast with Rue, Dits and Loz. Did you learn something? What did we learn? What did we learn? Gee, it's Taylor Swift mania, isn't it, all Mm. everywhere at the moment? Um, Here on Triple M as well. Yes, got some things happening at 8.30 today, which uh, will probably surprise a few people regarding Taylor Swift, but I read an article on the weekend about her impact uh, in the economy, mm-hmm. uh, and we know that um, well, Taylor Swift fans and their uh, husbands and all of that will know that she's not doing any shows in Adelaide. You have to travel to Melbourne or Sydney to watch it. She's doing three shows in Victoria. It is going to bring $1.2 billion to the Victorian economy. So this is how big she is. Exactly right. So the Victorians themselves, apparently there's going to be 260,000-odd people go to the three concerts in Victoria. (laughs) Some of the biggest shows she's ever done. So the average Victorian will spend about 300 bucks. Uh, That's the average. Some people will spend 60. Some will spend 1,200 for the tickets. But it's where it's good for the economy is the interstaters that go there. Uh, They're going to spend an average of... $1,100 $1,100 going over to Victoria, staying in hotels, going to restaurants, you know, shopping, all that sort of stuff. All the hotels are all booked out in Victoria uh, across those dates. So it is not just about the music, not just about, you know, going to the concerts, about what it does for the economy. It's mm. huge. So when we miss out on things like that in Adelaide, it's not just that you have to go somewhere else. It's what it does for... Business mm. in oh, the big time. Yeah. And that's why, obviously, Malinowskis tries to get gather around and yeah. live golf and 
Tour Down Under and all those different things, uh, not just for the people that are interested in those things, but for the greater good yeah, of the state. So $1.2 billion She would have filled city. four nights in a row in Adelaide if she'd come <laughs> here. I don't know what why they don't do it, but... Mm. Uh, maybe she's just got a schedule and she doesn't yeah. want to do too much. But fair enough. But. And, and they'll go. To, they'll probably fly to see her, I suppose. Yeah. And she doesn't have to change her stage. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, mm. true. Why have you learnt lost? Just a little one. I learnt that in Salzburg in Austria, they have a desk at the airport for people who've accidentally flown to Austria instead of Australia. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. There are people that have done <laughs> no. it that much. They've got someone working a desk who has to deal with all the people who have arrived in Austria when they really wanted to go to Australia. <laughs> and they, they got click... stubby shorts on the thing. Yeah. Top. What do you bloody mean we're in Europe? <laughs> it's a bit chilly. Yeah. Oh, Where's I've the got, beach? I've got cricket tomorrow. Yeah. So that's an actual <laughs> thing. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's someone manning it 24 hours a day, but it is yeah. genuinely is a, a problem. Is there a direct them. flight from Austria to Australia? <laughs> well, yeah. Have we, got, have we got an Austrian desk here? <laughs> I don't think we do. <laughs> no. Because they're not that stupid. <laughs> right. Now, what I learned over the weekend was I am so desperate to get my golf game right. And I've been, yeah. in, I've been in a two-year slump. Yeah, okay. I'm, yeah, just <laughs> awful. You, that's a long so time. I, I sit home at night now watching videos of anything that will help me, right. you know, little coaching videos or tips or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, what I came across over the weekend is there's just been this big international golf expo in Florida, and that happens every year, all new products. Yeah. So all the big golf professionals and touring pros go there and, you know, what products can I sell in my pro shop for the next year? So I found the 10 most interesting new products in golf that I mm. thought might be able to help my game and improve me. And one of them was it. So, Loz, when you eventually get onto the green and you're about to putt and you line up your putt and there's always, there's often leaves and debris and things in your right. way. So you, you, you know, throw the leaves out of the way and flick them out of the way. It's and the leaves' fault. It's yeah. the leaves' fault. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, I saw this product that just made me laugh. There's a, so imagine you walk up your golf bag and you pull out what looks like a golf club. Yeah. All right? So it's, it's a blower back. No, so <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. There are blokes walking around the green now. It looks like a golf club. They it's don't a even blo- use them around the house, but and they use them at golf. And they're walking all over the green, <laughs> blowing leaves and things. Wives now, will see that and scream. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And the other product, which <laughs> kind of made me smile as well, there are now AirPods, yeah. AirPods, right, AirPods, yeah. that you're walking along, listening to your favourite music, and you get down the fairway and you get to your ball and it says, 100 metres to the flag. Because mm. so, everyone cool. now yeah. uses what's called a range finder, and it's... Because we need need to know what the distance is for our shot. You don't know this, Loz, do you? Uh, if it's 100 metres, you use a pitching wig. If it's 110, I'll use okay. a 9 sure. Well, I know that. Yeah, you obviously need well, a now, different you just wear, And so basically it means you're ignoring the three players you're playing with because you're listening to your favourite music. <laughs> oh, I hate that. But, yeah, you get to your ball and it says 110 metres to the flag. Still got to be able to hit at 110 metres. You do. Can you imagine? <laughs> so I've found all these new gadgets that are going to help my game. The bullying that would occur if you pulled out that blower vac on the... <laughs> I know. If, if I, I, mean, but it looks if I like actually a golf caught club. you with a blower on the golf cream, did, you wouldn't be working at Triple R. No. I'd find a way to get you sacked. <laughs> get another station completely. No, but you wait. My handicap's going to come in now. <laughs> okay. That's where it is. Yeah, that was the problem. <laughs> now, Mark Thomas, old five shows, he's on... He does Nights with Dave Gleeson. Yep. He does... Dead Set Legends. Yep. He anchors the rush hour sometimes. Uh, we, me, me and him used to do a show together. I don't know what's happening with that, to be quite honest. <laughs> what do you mean? We're both sort of too lazy to do it. Oh, right. Um, but have you that, sacked it? Well, we've kind of put a pin in it. He's got a new baby, so it's like, you know, no one was listening. Anyway, this break's not about that. <laughs> yeah. 
I've worked with him for I think nearly seven. Well, 2018 we started working together yeah. at another station, and he, for the love of God, the man loves a prank. Okay, mm-hmm. he gets mm-hmm. off on it. It's we'll his favorite thing. Triple to M, M, one right. of his favorite things to do to me when we first start, and when we first started, actually, he did one of the most horrific ones, which was that he tried he filmed himself telling me in secret that he had feelings for me. Like we'd only oh, been working for like no, a week. Yeah. That's pretty rude. Isn't that one of the oh, most ruthless things no. you've ever heard? No. Anyway, what he didn't realise was that the boss had told me and I responded back with, I have feelings for you too. Oh. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's a great bit. We should unearth that. Anyway, I decided that he'd gone untouched for too long. Mm. No one had ever come after him with a prank. Right. And I just thought there was an opportunity because – he did. He does this night show with Dave Gleason, and he corresponds with really famous people because he's the producer of that show. Okay. So he's dealing with. He's literally spoken to some of the most famous musicians in the world right. while setting up interviews. Mm. Paul McCartney, like Gee. Rolling Stone, like Dave uh, Grohl, yeah, Little Tomo, mm. the bricklayer wow. from Strathalbyn. Anyway, yeah. I thought, what could we do to make him absolutely sweat? Mm. Now there's a uh, huge band coming next week. This week, I think Blink One Eight Two. And they haven't toured as a group for a very long time because Travis Barker, the drummer, has a chronic fear of flying, and rightly so. He was in a terrible plane crash. So I set up a fake interview with someone who wasn't actually Travis, but was an American-sounding person, and we gave Tomo a list of things that Dave wasn't allowed to ask him, Dave Gleason. And on this list was plane crash. Okay. And Tomo's the producer. He's meant to be across this. And brief, this is meant to have briefed Gleeson. Meant to have briefed Gleeson. That didn't Don't happen. Don't mention the plane crash. Don't mention the plane right. crash. Okay. Gleeson's running late, mm-hmm. as per my instruction. Mm. Gets in late, and this is what happens. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not real comfortable um, talking about that plane crash in interviews. So, oh. you know. Oh, sorry, mate. I, I, I wasn't aware of that. Sorry about that. Well, you know, you know, we have been pretty explicit about that your producer should should know about that yep sorry sorry i've heard you do it in other interviews that's all so i just assumed that, that uh... well yeah you know what they say about assuming i, <laughs> yeah. I hope your producer didn't just assume yeah sorry about that we'll, we'll cut that out yep Let's right, okay, so. <laughs> okay. Joining on tour or anything oh man Hey, uh, your producer. I don't think I don't think your producer has done his job because I did specifically say I, I don't really want to talk about my my family either. Okay. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you may want to have a word with your producer because this this kind of shit. It's my fault. It really, it, it pisses me off. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, so has done a great job he, there. They've What's done a Tomo great job. looking like in the background? Well, there? there's a video going up on socials because it's, it's one of the now. funniest things I've ever seen. Mm. Tomo's on the line. Good morning, Tomo. Tame, is this the real rude it's and love? Oh, yeah, it is, mate. <laughs> Explain to me what you were feeling during that interview as you thought the real Travis Barker was um, furious with both of you for not doing your job properly. Oh, well, this is the thing, and I haven't been, I've got to be brutally honest about things, I haven't been completely chips in as a producer. It might not be my role, to be honest, but I just thought I'd, <laughs> Absolutely, try my best to get Gleeson across all of this stuff, and I'm like, you know, don't don't mention this, mate. Like, I wouldn't go there. And then, um, yeah, out of nowhere, he just hits him bang bang with the two questions <laughs> not to ask him. Has he done this previously, Gleeson? Or 
Nah, he did it pretty well, Glyso, I'll tell you what. But, uh, look, in hindsight, it's a, a wonderful thing. Glyso isn't someone that really comes too prepped with all these interviews, but he's got the setup on his phone in front of him. And, um, yeah, no, it was it was quite incredible. It was uh, it was very, very well played. And, uh, you know, you got to respect those things. Yeah, you do. Hey, question I want to ask you back, uh, Loz said about the time uh, you pranked her and was going to say you had feelings for it. Mm. How shocked were you to find out she had feelings for you? Well, she's only human, Ru. You're being scared. She's going to jump you. He went to water. He panicked. As soon as I said it back to him, he went, this is a prank. This is a prank. Tomo, have you forgiven me yet? No, nah, no, nah, always was. Like I said, you got to respect these things, okay. but just look okay. out. Just yeah, look exactly. out. I'll be looking out. I yeah. will be looking out. I always am. I live with one eye open. Um, the video's going up on socials, and I hid a GoPro under the under a um a little headphone bag because yeah. the cameras in here they're not turned on him, and he would have been suspicious if they were. So I hid this GoPro, and it's directly on his face. And the panic in your eyes, you're shaking the sheet around in front of him going, don't ask that. It's a thing of beauty. So yeah. head to the Triple M socials or the Instagram and it'll be up there. But thanks, mate. You're a good sport. And I'm sorry for making you, for making you sweat. But all nah, in the name well of content, bye, guys. 104.7 Triple M. Stay cool with an Automasters aircon service. Call 1300 Automasters. Have you heard? Have you heard? Have you heard? Your rumour file's been on the money a few times. Oh, so. yeah. Your Premier says. Every morning at 7.40am, hear what's happening in Adelaide first. Mm. The rumour mill. All right, good local story uh, that will be a game changer around the world. Mm. So uh, over the weekend. Around the world. Around the world. This It'll have a big impact around the world. Um, what? So I ran into Keith Thomas over the weekend, who... Uh, has done many, many things. Champion footballer, CEO of the Port Adelaide Football Club at one stage, worked here, was sales director of Triple M SAFM. So he's had a lot of different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said to him, what are you doing now? Because I hadn't heard you know, of him for a couple of years. So he spent three years working on this product with the University of California mm-hmm. and with some other prominent and clever South Australians. They've been working and doing research on this, on this product that's had tens of millions of dollars spent on it. And he said that the budget out of the University of California is endless. Like they basically spend about two billion a year on research Whoa. because Mark Zuckerberg is part of their alumni and they've right. got very famous wealthy people. Um, so all of these connections are coming back to little old Adelaide and they're working on this product. And I can't unfortunately say any more, but it's what? just exciting. Dits. That, Come no, on, but it's Lord. exciting that local What's people like Keith Thomas. Is it in the it's, it's in the health? news a lot at the moment. I'd say it's health in the health sector. And it'll be magnificent. And I'll and what, when? What, 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 give us something. Look, we've got local. Have they solved here. something? <laughs> Have they got a? Uh, they're on the way to yeah. yeah. And and when you say is is it local people in Adelaide working on it from here or are yeah. they over in California from here from, from here? from here. Yeah. A lot well, of the we'll research. Yeah. It. Sorry. Will people in Adelaide be using it? Everyone or? will. The world over. Yeah. So it's, big. it's a big, it's a good story. It's big. so curious. What, it's for testing? It's just a little plum ticket for, for you. There's a plum ticket. When are we going to find out about it? Uh, as soon as they can. They're, so they've already done three years of work on it. Uh, these things take time, don't they? But It depends what it is. I don't, don't know, know what, what it is. is. So yeah, it could take. <laughs> we don't know how long it takes. <sighs> mm. All right. Stay tuned. Tits. Tits. Oh, you can't do that. Tell us We've got an anonymous rumour on the line as well that... 
Is it Smythes? Is that how you say it? I think it is. Confectionery on South Road will close soon permanently due to construction works along South Road. So business going downhill. That's a uh, anonymous rumour sent that in on the text line 0488851047. I'm just reading the text line as well. There's two more on the text line uh, that we will need to chase up. One. Very large rumour here. Oh, well, now you're tickling oh, plums. What's going on? There's a lot of tickling. <laughs> Just someone you know tell what? me People what's happening. People are getting involved. I can't say this one without checking Legal. it up. It's not yep. fair. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. Tomorrow? Maybe. Okay. If you've been on social media in the last few days, you've probably seen this video. I've received it maybe 10 times and I've sent it to everyone I know. <laughs> it's the woman whose buzzies fall out of her dress <laughs> as she's trying to climb through the window and break she's into it. She's locked out of her house. She's locked out of she's her own house. She's an open window. <sighs> Lisa Rowland. I mean, I honestly don't think of it. She's trying to climb in. It takes a while to get her in. Yeah. And then as she's sort of head first sliding down the inside of the window, her boob tube dress yeah. slips up. Yeah. And the two girls just drop out. The yeah. puppies come out. Yeah. And then she's trapped. She's and stuck. she can't. She's stuck. And, and her friends friend, are laughing uncontrollably. Uncontrollably. They yeah. can't do anything to help so her. So they don't help at all. She, she right. can, anyway, she was on Sunrise this morning and she sort of explained the situation. I went out for the morning to just do my normal stuff. Needed the toilet on the way back quite badly and realised I had no keys with me. So, um... The only open window, the only option was that window, unfortunately. And <laughs> What are you thinking then when bits are hanging out? <laughs> Just this can't be happening to me, but I couldn't get my leg in, I couldn't get up, I couldn't get out, I couldn't get in. I couldn't do anything, like, I couldn't, I just, I was useless. I'm trying my hardest to never let this happen to me again, let's just put it that way. Other than that, I'm going to have to move. Um, did you get to the toilet? <laughs> Well, I did, but n- n- a bit prematurely. <laughs> prematurely. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. What, what? Okay. Okay. So the situation really got out. I just felt all this hot stuff around my neck. Because oh. everything was going oh, no. on. And it was just boiling hot. It was just boiling hot. Oh. I can't be ashamed now. I can't tell half the story. Sorry. I have to tell you. There's no point telling you. Oh, she weed on herself while she was there. She was upside down. It was so good. She had a bad five minutes, didn't oh, she? It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. She was ambitious trying to get in there. It was <laughs> ridiculous. And that's why the friend was filming it, I think, because it was just going to be, you know. It was never going to work. Um, we want to know, one triple three five three. when have you been caught star because when is when is nudity sort of come into play when you didn't yeah. expect it yeah. i had i've told this story before on air i've just remembered it but <laughs> when i went to go collect some uber eats but this was before covid i think when they leave it on your doorstep now mm. but you had you used to have to go out and actually have an interaction god can you imagine that mm. an actual human interaction but anyway um i was wearing a dressing gown and it was breezy there was nothing underneath it and there was just a stiff breeze that sort of <laughs> caught up the gown and um Let's just say I re- he gave me my breakfast and I revealed my breakfast oh, to him. Right. So, yeah, oh, no. it was a five-star uh, <laughs> review. But, um, <laughs> yes, so it's happened to me before and it's mortifying, but what can you do, you know? It's just nature, isn't it? No it's need just, to pay, man. Bodies are a body, you know? When have you been caught nude? Is that what we're yeah. asking? Yeah. Let's go to Torrens Park. Michael, when have you been caught in the nude? Yeah, well, um, a group of us got uh, flown over to Hong Kong and it was a business trip and some of us got in in the morning, some got in in the afternoon. So those of us who got in in the morning, we went out to 
Shenzhen in Hong Kong in China and had lunch, did some shopping, came back, then met up with the rest of the group and then we went out to dinner and a few bars and stuff. Yep. So I went to bed that night and I was, you know, quite tired, a bit jet lagged, very pissed. Yeah. Hey. And, and um, got up about one o'clock to go to the toilet and I chose the wrong door. Oh. So I ended up in the corridor. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't sleep in any clothes, oh, so I start naked. No. Yeah. Right there, that's happened yeah. to plenty of people that's in the hotels. Let's go to Edwardstown. Ross, when have you been caught in the nude? Yeah, I uh, got the clothesline out the back, jumped out of the shower, heard the housemate in the front of the house, so I thought I could just duck straight out the back and chuck some clothes on. Went straight out the back, got changed at the clothesline, and then she popped out and uh, continued her live stream that she had going out the back. And uh, I was right in the right in the centre frame. Oh, no. Who was she on the stream with? Uh, she was just on with some mates. Okay. All right. Oh, that's no good. More than they bargained for. Yeah. Let's go to Hamley Bridge. Paddy, when have you been caught in this nude? Yeah, well, the same sort of situation like last. I took a shower. It was my first week moved out of home, and all my like washing was out on the line. So I made the brave run to go out and grab a towel and some clothes, and that was the same day my neighbour decided to clean his gutters. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. What happened uh, to the neighbourhood? Paddy, that sounds yeah, good. Paddy, good. Uh, you can go to the caravan and camping show, mate, if you like. Uh, this is on uh, February 14 to 18 at the Adelaide Showground. On Triple M Breakfast. I'm a very sexual person. I should have been open and honest about it then. It's your Married at First Sight update. I can't believe this. Uh, our boss, Matt O'Reilly, is joining us. I, you just don't look like the uh, demographic to me that would watch Married at First Sight. <laughs> Oh, look, I, I have uh, I've been very slow to get into this year. I only caught up a few um, episodes. Come um, on, get closer to the mic. You think well, the boss would know to I'm speak right to the mic? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Are you forced I, I, to watch I, I, this? Is it your wife what? that's wanting to watch it? Or? It started with her watching it, and then I just get stuck into the yeah, drama. Yeah. So I'm really struggling with the first few episodes because they're all kind of nice and getting to know each other. Yeah. I like it when they're sitting around the dinner party, half-charged, yeah. just a throwing glasses of wine on each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's more when I get going. Um, but yeah. this new series, there is a um, young girl from Adelaide on it called Eden Harper, who's actually Phil Harper yes. from The Crow's uh, daughter. Good yeah. Yeah. Oh, Eden, um, okay, cool. And uh, she's done nothing weird so far, okay. so there's okay. no, no grabs of her to play. Mm. But um, they're, they're going through the wedding phase. They're probably up to about six or seven weddings now. Um, one of them a few nights ago got married. I would think it's pretty important to, once you've married someone, remember their name. Mm. Oh, my God. That's a really, really good lady. Do you know that lady's name? Oh, Nikki, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at the roundness. We are going. Wait, what's your bride's name? Nikki. Isn't it Nikki? No. What is it? Nikki? It is. No. What did... I was so in the moment. It is Nikki, isn't it? No. Oh, my God, it's Natalie. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Nikki, Natalie. So that Doesn't guy's matter. 28 years old, has never been in a relationship, <laughs> has right. never been past a first date. Um, 
And he's Shokara. a bit spooked by how uh, energetic and keen she is. So that's why he's got a few. So spooked, can't remember her name. First man ever to be spooked by that. They're both Essendon supporters, though. Oh, that makes sense. If you two would have been best man for people before and had to make speeches. Yeah. in there a bit. Ever ever been in really inappropriate to the point that have we? Yeah. Well, I haven't been asked to do it again. Mm. (laughs) Sort of. There was one of the one of the speeches that didn't go too well at all. Tim had the idea to pack his own lunch at a four day music festival in the middle of an Australian summer. On the very last day, we sat in awe as he devoured rancid four day old chicken. <laughs> this speech is an absolute train wreck. So here we are. Experiment 865. I mean, Sarah. Tim is a wonderful human being. He radiates charisma like the sun. And Sarah, you can find solace in the fact, rancid or not, Tim will still eat you. That was actually one of the mo- there was some of the stuff he said I couldn't play. I'm surprised you could play that. Um, it's a mystery to me why these people is sort of have to go on a show yeah. to find a partner. Yeah. Well, there is well, a question for you, Loz. If you rocked up first time you've met someone you've been set up with, mm. and they have none of their family or friends there. But they're a PT and everyone... So you probably get to invite, say, 12, 20 people to these weddings. Right. Every single person there was one of his gym clients. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so this is my client. She's just had a baby. Yeah. Her second baby. Her name's Liz. And then the woman over there is my client. And then um, Jasmine. She's the client. Yeah. This is Deborah and her husband, Todd. Right. And their clients... Right. So these are one of the best men right here. Yeah. Also, my clients. So, oh god, didn't have one. <laughs> I'm no audio engineer though, but I feel like the, the the word client had been chucked in there a few yeah. times that didn't actually belong. I am suspicious of the people editing these shows. I feel like they are oh, trying really? to. Really? No, they're trying oh, to make people look bad, god. and I just feel really? like yes, I do. I do worry about it a little bit. Do you think this is new? No, I'm not oh, saying okay. that, but I just worry. I think it's wrong. <laughs> it didn't appear that he had any family there. Nigel, no, okay. mate. All... Yeah, look, if I was getting set up with a bloke, it was the first time I ever met him, I would probably find it weird if his whole family were there, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> that's just a different opinion. Yeah. <laughs>